Moses 1 in its ancient context. Moses passes through the heavenly veil. Moses 1, 25-27. Book of Moses Insight, number 38. In light of our cultural and conceptual distance from the milieu of Moses 1, we are fortunate that imperfect documents from antiquity, like the Apocalypse of Abraham, Ab-Ab, may nevertheless provide keys for understanding that mysterious other world. Even when existing manuscripts are written much later, and not infrequently, have come to us in a form that is riddled with the ridiculous. C.S. Lewis once addressed the potential of ancient sources, even those of poor quality, to inform modern scholars in surprising ways. He illustrated his point by saying, quote, I would give a great deal to hear any ancient Athenian, even a stupid one, talking about Greek tragedy. He would know in his bones so much that we seek in vain. At any moment, some chance phrase might, unknown to him, show us where modern scholarship had been on the wrong track for years. End of quote. In a few instances, our experiences in comparing Moses 1 to Apab have revealed the truth of Lewis's claim. For example, as we look carefully at Moses 1.27, a seemingly gratuitous and initially inexplicable phrase stood out, quote, as the voice was still speaking, end of quote. Surprisingly, we found that Apab repeated similar phrases in analogous contexts. This discovery provided a welcome clue to the pot to a possible meaning of this enigmatic phrase in both Moses 1 and Apab, a finding we'll describe in more detail below. Passing through the heavenly veil, the voice of God. In Apab 17.3, the voice that accompanies Abraham's passage through the veil is that of the angel Yahuel. Yahuel mediates God's self-revelation to Abraham, as he previously mediated Abraham's dialogue with Satan. Yahuel, standing with the prophet in front of the veil, gives encouragement to a fearful Abraham, provides instructions to him, and promises to remain with him, strengthening him as he comes into the presence of the Lord. In contrast to Apab's account of mediated revelation, Moses experiences the voice of God directly. At first, Moses hears God's voice but does not yet see him face to face. His experience parallels that of Adam and Eve when they also, quote, called upon the name of the Lord in sacred prayer. We read that, quote, They heard the voice of God from the way toward the Garden of Eden, speaking unto them, and they saw him not, for they were shut out of his presence. End of quote. The way toward the Garden of Eden is, of course, the path that terminates in the way of the Tree of Life. In the corresponding symbolism of the Garden of Eden and the Temple, the Tree of Knowledge hides the Tree of Life, just as the veil hides the presence of God in his heavenly sanctuary. To proceed further, the veil must be open to the petitioner. In Moses 1 and Ab-Ab, multiple openings of various veils are signified explicitly, if somewhat cryptically. We observe that in Moses 1.25, a significant inclusio opens with the de description of how, after calling upon God, the Lord's glory, quote, was upon Moses, and he heard a voice. In verses 30 through 31, the inclusio closes in similar fashion, but states significantly that Moses sees God rather than just hearing him. Quote, Moses called upon God. The glory of the Lord was upon Moses, so that Moses stood in the presence of God and talked with him face to face. End of quote. Sandwiched between the opening and closing of this inclusio is a phrase that is intriguing because at first blush it seems both gratuitous and inexplicable. Quote, as the voice was still speaking. To our surprise, we discovered that Ab-Ab repeats variants of a similar phrase, and while he was still speaking. 
Further examination of these instances revealed a commonality in each of the junctures where it is used. In short, in each of the four instances where this phrase appears in Ap-Ab, as in a single occurrence in Moses 127, the appearance of the phrase seems to be associated with an opening of a heavenly veil. In Moses 1, the phrase appears at the expected transition point in Moses' ascent. We have already argued that when he heard a voice in voice 25, he was still positioned outside a veil. Immediately following the phrase, as the voice was still speaking, he seems to have traversed the veil, allowing him to see every particle of the earth and its inhabitants projected on the inside of the veil. In this fashion, the veil serves in the book of Moses as it typically does in similar accounts of heavenly ascent, namely, as a kind of visual visionary screen. As the vision closes, Moses stands in the presence of God and talks with him face to face. We see how a similar phenomenon repeated in is we see a similar phenomenon repeated in Ap-Ap. For example, the account explicitly describes how Abraham, after his upward ascent, and while the angel was still speaking, looked down and saw a series of heavenly veils open beneath his feet, enabling his subsequent views of heavenly things. Moreover, as Abraham traverses the heavenly veil in a downward direction as part of his return to earth, the expression, quote, and while he was still speaking, recurs. Consistent with the change of glory that typically accompanies traversals of heavenly veils in such accounts, Abraham commented immediately afterward, quote, I found myself on the earth, and I said, I am no longer in the glory which I was above, end of quote. Passing through the heavenly veil, the voice of the petitioner. In ancient literature, passage through the veil is frequently accompanied not only with the sorts of divine utterance just described, but also with human speech. For example, in instances of formal prayer and exchanges of words at the veil are variously described in Egyptian ritual texts, Jewish pseudepigrapha, and the Book of Mormon. Similarly, in Ap-Ab, recitation of, fixed, of a fixed set of words, often described as a hymn, precedes the vision of the throne of glory. In Ap-Ab, Abraham is enjoined by the angel Yahuel to recite a hymn in preparation for his ascent to receive a vision of the work of God. Significantly, Martha, Martha Himmelfarb observes that Ap-Ab, unlike other pseudepigraphal accounts of heavenly ascent, quote, treats the hymn sung by the visionary as part of the means of achieving ascent, end of quote. Near the end of Abraham's recitation, he implores God to accept the words of his prayer and the sacrifice that he has offered, to teach him, and to make known to your servant as you have promised me. Then, quote, while he was still reciting the hymn, end of quote, the veil opens and the throne of glory appears to his view. Also of importance is that Abraham's form of ascension, where the literary protagonist reaches the highest sphere of heaven at once rather than in stages, is just only described in Ap-Ab and cannot be found in any other apocalyptical text, end of quote. Thus, Ap-Ab's account of Abraham's direct entry to the highest heaven without first traversing a set of lower heavens provides another unique resemblance to Moses 1. As Moses communes through the veil, God enumerates specific promises to him, including the promise that he will be, quote, made stronger than many waters, for they shall obey thy command as if thou wert God, end of quote. In the next insight, we will discuss these promises in more detail.